Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. podcast i'm your host tj and with me here as always is our nhl analyst and expert the grumpy old man they say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same that's me grumpy how are yeah. you it's fine good Saturday evening good better than wednesday better than yes amen to that um i guess you know since the last time we've had the show um the islanders I wouldn't say put on a clinic, but they definitely took the action to the uh, Arizona Coyotes grump. Cleaned up on the still the Arizona Coyotes. Um, I'm predicting an Islander victory tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's get that out of the way early. You're predicting a victory against the Vegas Golden Absolutely. We looked so good the other night, and they're three and seven in their last ten. We always seem to play them well. It seems like we can roll on this. Winning streak. Keep it going. Let's make it two in a row. Well, before we jump too much into, I guess, the meat and potatoes of the podcast, if you're new to the show, welcome. This is a twice a week 
All Islanders podcast that takes place every single Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every single Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel and you like the content, you like the podcast, you like, you know, you like you like what we produce, you, you get a few laughs, you enjoy the content, you think it's informative, whatever. If you enjoy the content, make sure to do a few things here for us. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss out on any of the future episodes that we put out. And make sure to like the video, right? Because if you like the video, it lets us know, number one, you like the content content that we're putting out and also apparently it helps the algorithm it helps get this fun time of talking the islanders out to the masses and one more piece of housekeeping that i want to make sure we cover too um, we also do have a secondary podcast called tj and a grumpy old man now that takes place every single thursday p.m eastern standard time and as well as every sunday 8 p.m eastern standard time there grub so uh again that just is a show where we talk anything and everything sports we talk nhl we talk mlb we talk nba we talk we talk college athletics we talk nfl we talk anything and everything sports on that show so again if you just like kicking back just shooting the shit, talking sports. That's definitely a podcast you want to check out. It's you know a podcast for myself, the grumpy old man, and the magnificent Sun X are on it, just kind of having a good time and shooting the shit. So make sure to check that out. You can find it in the link in the description below or as a featured page here on our YouTube channel. So go to our YouTube channel, you'll see Islanders Never Say Die podcast, and at the bottom you'll see TJ and the grumpy old man. Make sure to listen and a little check out there too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the uh, big item, I guess, of today is a little later on tonight. The Islanders are going to be taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, you know, it's we just went ahead and handled the Arizona Coyotes. Um, I'd say this is an important game against Vegas. We talked about this tough portion, this tough stretch of games that we had coming up here in late December and really all throughout January and bleeding over a little bit into February too. So this is, this is, you know, this is one of these tough measuring stick games on the road against Vegas. Usually historically we play very well against Vegas. That being very said, well. we're on a little bit of a skid as well. So this is, you know, a grump. You think, you think tonight going to be a win for the Islanders. I just got a feeling. I got a feeling tonight's going to be a good night. Oh God! Tonight's gonna be a good night. You want to do the crazy thing about the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, you're right. They're three and seven in their last ten games. That's not very good. No, it's not. Um, you know they were extremely hot, um, and I guess you know they, they've they've rattled off a few losses, and all seven of those losses are regulation losses as well. Those are uh, bad losses. <laughs> Bad losses to take on. Speaking, just pulling it up. Speaking about the the, the ebbs and flows of the season, the Seattle Kraken are eight zero and two in their last ten games on a six game winning streak. My God, <laughs> you know you don't look at it, and sometimes you look down at the standings like, oh man, there are some really hot teams that are out there. Um, you know, the, the Kraken are going to be one of those teams that we've got coming up, I believe, soon as well. But you know, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights, we've got the Vancouver Canucks the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Nashville Predators, and the Minnesota Wild in their next few games. So um, tonight's tonight's game against Vegas, uh, going to be an important one, that's for certain. Um, and uh, I think William Carlson's also out, so hopefully that's something we could take advantage of. But uh, we, we went ahead. Let's talk a little bit about the, against the Coyotes, Grump. We handled them. I, I thought that, you know, we – Maybe the shots were close to even, but I mean, we, as soon as Arizona made a mistake, every single time Arizona made a mistake, we capitalized on that mistake. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of 
a young team that shows a few glimpses here and there, but they shoot themselves in the foot a lot, and a veteran team like the Islanders was able to expose that and take advantage of every single time they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, I, again, we saw good goaltending versus poor goaltending uh, in that game. That's not the reason why – I don't think that's the reason why the Islanders won. Um, but you saw the difference. I mean, some weak goals by goaltender X. What doesn't matter who it is. Ingram. Ingram uh, got beat a couple of short-sided goals from bad angles. I'm like, just terrible goaltending. And Sorokin was great. Sorokin was great. I thought Horvat had a couple goals. The first goal was – Honestly, they were out playing us to start the game, and we get a power play, one of those offensive zone penalties. And a uh, guy takes a shot, bounces off the skate, pops right out to Horvat, and bang, goal. And then we're off and running. Deserved win. I, I mean, uh, should be. You got to beat the bad teams, and Arizona's not a good team. Uh, like I said, but I just, I just like the fact that we always seem to play really well against Vegas, right? I mean – this is kind of a measuring stick game. I know they've lost seven of the last ten, um, but they're still. I still consider them a pretty good team, defending Stanley Cup champions, and uh, I just think we win. I just think we win this one. All righty. Um, you know, I, I'll kind of get touch a little bit there on that Arizona game too. Um, you know, we had right Julian Gauthier scored a goal. Grumpy, what a fantastic one. Yeah, okay, I, that's that's what I'm talking about. Where he's practically along the wall, and he and somehow the guy gets beat shorthanded. I'm like, I mean, short side. You can't get beat short side. Sorry, you can't do that. You, you cannot get beat short side when a guy's driving down the wing. You cannot get beat short side, and from the distance. I mean, it's from again. As soon as he hits the face off uh, circle, he takes the shot and he beats the guy. How do you get beat shorthanded? I mean, short side. How do you get beat short side? Okay. Yeah, it was glove hand, short side, top shelf. Got to do better as a goalie there. But again, that's why Arizona is a team who's not made the postseason in over a decade. True. We beat the team we're supposed to beat. We took care of business against a bad team, a team that is also no longer in the playoff spot as of right now. And they won't make the playoffs, but for Arizona, it's about incrementally improving little by little. And even if they don't make the postseason this year, I still think they could say, oh, we can build on x and we can build on a b and c and uh this the arizona coyotes are not making the postseason in that western conference either mm -hmm. so um yeah we we beat a team who hadn't made hadn't made the postseason a decade good took care of business against where we needed to these are where some of the measuring stick games are coming up right i don't think nashville's necessarily they're like a fringe team i don't think necessarily they're anything to write home about the vegas game is a big one we play toronto right that's that's a big game too so, you know, these these next few upcoming games are going to be games that the Islanders want to come away with more than just we're holding on for a loser point or we're just hemmed in our own zone, look like we're getting outshot two to one. That's what what do I realistically want to see? I want to see us come away a few things. I want to see us come away with points here. I want to see us come away with victories. Um, and I want to see a game where we don't look like we are second fiddle to the opposing team. I want to see against Vegas tonight. I want to see a back and forth game. Maybe even heck, would it be too much for us, you know, us as fans to ask if we carried play tonight and dominated? We're not we're not going to carry play. We're not going to carry play. 
So that would be too much for me to ask. No, that's why you have teams. That's why you have Arizona's on the schedule. That those are the games where you carry play. <laughs> okay. So, and I don't give a shit what their record is. Honestly, at this point in time, I could care less. Does anyone really think Arizona is going to make the playoffs? Do they think they're a top team in the league? They're not. Yeah, Arizona's not making the postseason. Um, but uh, you know, getting getting back to it though, I want to see here us at least exchange blows and us to look very competitive against all these teams. I don't want to be looking at the, the the box score tonight, seeing, oh, Islanders were outshot thirty-seven to nineteen or thirty-seven to twenty-one. And time of possession was drastically in favor for the Vegas Golden Knights. And the Islanders blocked 157 million shots. And the other team had every shot opportunity and every high danger scoring chance. And the Islanders were barely able to get a lucky a lucky few bounces that went our way. That's what I don't want to see. I want to see us carry action or at least look like it's a back and forth exchange tonight. Well, I have a way where you won't have to see that. Just don't watch the game? Don't watch and don't read any of the stats. Just don't read them. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that, that might do it then, I guess. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah. I, here's, Okay, Vegas is a better team than we are. Yep, yeah. absolutely. They're struggling. But they're – and, you know, I know it's a home game for them. Uh, but we, we've always played them tough, always. Yes. yes. And I think the, that with the fact that they're also struggling, I think maybe a harbinger for a victory for the Islanders today. Probably in overtime, though. Or at least, I think we'll at least get a Sorokin point tonight. But so, let me just put it that way. Um, but yeah, like these, right? Because we play Vegas, we play the Canucks, and then we play the Toronto Maple Leafs. Canucks are, the Canucks are stomping the Devils 3 nothing today in the second period. Okay. Um, but these are th- just, these are three tough games. These are yeah. three tough opponents. I know Vegas has struggled, and... Right, that benefits us for certain. It does hopefully we're catching them at a good time for our sake. And Vegas is also a team we historically have done well ever since they've been introduced to the league. We have always seemed to have the Vegas Golden Knights number. Let's hope yeah. that continues. But that's a tough game, right? And then you've got a tough game against the Canucks, and then you're at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Those are three really tough opponents. Um, and Toronto hasn't really Vegas. found their form. I'd say that maybe they've had in years past, but these are all three really tough, tough opponents. Vancouver's also a home game for the Islanders. Uh, today's the last one on the road trip. Yes. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. Sure. Yep. And that'll be on Tuesday. That'll be on home against the Canucks and at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs on Thursday. Yep. Um, but yeah, big important games. Um, I just do not want to see get. I'd be fine with us coming away with less points if we looked more competitive compared to coming away with more points in the score sheet, but looking like we didn't belong on the same ice surface. I don't want right. to I don't want to see us come away with loser points looking like we did against Colorado, where it was like we were hanging on and getting out shots sixteen to five in the last, you know, twenty two minutes or twenty three minutes of play. I don't want to. I don't want to see that. I want to see a close game. I want to see where it goes back and forth. Blows are being exchanged. That's that's really what we're looking forward to out of these these little stretch of games. Well, you know, Colorado looked like their team would beat any other team in the universe when they played us. They got beat eight to four today by Florida. Florida's good. Florida's <laughs> good. And we beat Florida this year. We beat Florida earlier on this year. 
do you really think if it was nut cut in time, we're beating Florida? Probably not. Nope. That was a Sorokin game, as I remember. It was a Sorokin game, wasn't it? Or a Varley game? We were dominated against because we were dominated against Carolina and then dominated against Florida, and we won both of those games. Who was, who was the piece of shit they had in that? Wasn't it like a, an AHL guy against us? I don't remember. I don't think it was Borofsky. I'll check. No. I'll pull it up, Grumpy. You finish up your point, please. You can't move. That was my point, that you know, a team that just beat us, well, it was five to four, but really, you know, you look at it, th- that game wasn't close. They got rolled today. Anthony Stolazar. Yeah, Stolars. Yeah. Stolars, whatever the hell his name is, yeah. yeah. The backup goalie, long story short. But here, here, here's the thing. Um, yes, they, they got dominated today, um, the Colorado Avalanche. But a lot of teams that are near us in the standings and this Metro division are very, very close. Unbelievably close. That's something that uh, I don't expect to change. And the unfortunate thing is this. For all of us Islander fans out there, I think we are going to be anxiously waiting until the last two or three games of the season to know if we make the post or not. You look at this Metro division, right? I could safely say the Rangers and even probably the Carolina Hurricanes are definitely making the postseason out of this mix. Carolina is a team who's had the second worst save percentage in the NHL. That just recent performances by Peter Kachekov have moved them into a slightly better save percentage, and the Devils have the worst save percentage in the NHL now. But the Carolina Hurricanes, right? We feel like the Rangers and Hurricanes are probably a lock to make the postseason this year, right? Yeah, and the Devils as well. You've seen the Hurricanes and the Devils and the and the Penguins all pick their play up in the last ten games. I mean, the Penguins are. Four points back with a game in hand. Uh, the Devils have a game in hand, two points back. Hurricanes have played an extra game. They're two points up. Uh, you see these teams kind of right the ship, so to speak. And the thing about Pittsburgh, I mean, Crosby and Malkin, um, Gensel, Yari, I mean, they've played really well this year. And I think you're – I mean, they're a plus 14 in goal differential. I know I like – I talk about that a lot. But it's really – it tells you how a team is really playing and where they're going in the playoff hunt. I think those four teams uh, – it'll be those four teams and the Islanders. So there will be five teams battling for those four playoff spots. Somebody will emerge out of the Atlantic for the fourth spot. Um, I think Philadelphia, regardless of where they are in the standings, Washington and Columbus, I think they're just also Rams this year. Well, we are about at the halfway mark of the season. Just about, right? We're almost at, think about it, we're almost at 41 games. That's exactly halfway through the season. After we play tough opponents in Vegas, who's struggling a little bit on a skid tonight, Vancouver, a tough opponent, and Toronto, a tough opponent, both Vancouver and Toronto at home, we'll be at the halfway mark of the season here. Yep. I'll tell you this here. Um, everybody is so bunched together. All these teams in the Metro are so unbelievably close. I just uh, think you look at how well we've played in the last 20-some-odd games. Are we going to be able to keep that up the whole year? I mean, because you've yeah. seen teams, like I said, the Hurricanes and the Devils scuffling and uh, the Penguins scuffling a bit. And it's like, okay, now these teams are starting to show what they're actually capable of doing. 
How does, I mean, I just don't think we can take our game to another level and get that amount of points. I mean, we've got a tremendous amount of points. Haven't looked real good. I mean, eventually that luck kind of runs out a little bit. Or things tend, to, things tend to even out. Let's just, I'll just put it to you that way. I think since December 21st, the Islanders have the best record in hockey or something like that. If you, if you look at it, we struggled out of the gates and we've been the hottest team in hockey since. I don't know if that's going to continue. I don't know if that's something to expect to continue. Um, uh, it's the more and more I watch the way we played against Arizona. I want to see us play the same way we did against Arizona, against Vegas, against Toronto, against Vancouver. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see us look like we don't like we're the inferior team. And, and, oh, man, oh, we had to fight, you know, tooth and nail to get a lucky victory here or to get a victory to get a loser point here. I mean, it's – we'll see because if it's – if it's if we're going to be close, if we're going to be around three or four, let's say by the end of the season in the Metro, all of these teams who win games in regulation, have regulation wins, have that tiebreaker over us. So – so, you know, all these loser points don't really help in a tie scenario if we've got the same amount of points as another team come the end of the season. So it's it's one of those things, we're, you know, we're keeping an eye on. But, you know, we are – I did think this was funny. You mentioned about the plus minus. We're the only team out of, I guess, the top six teams in the Metro that has a negative plus minus. <laughs> um, and we're sitting at third, Grump. Well, we're not that good. We hemorrhage chances. Do you expect to have a positive plus-minus goal differential? By the end of the year, yes. To make the postseason, we absolutely will. Well, uh, okay, but you can't be giving up 35, 36, 37 shots a game and expect that to happen. This team is not that potent offensively where we can play running gun and beat teams. Our goaltending has been really, really good. Outstanding. I don't want to say spectacular, but really, really good. High danger chances. We've seen against Arizona. Point blank chances stopped yep. by Sorokin. Other other teams' goaltenders, those are goals. That's the difference. That's the difference. Our goaltending is, like I said, top two, top three in the league. Period. It's just yep. that plain and simple. That's the equalizer for us because we're not we're not better than the vast majority of teams offensively or defensively. Our goaltending is really really good. By the way, you know what I just thought of, too? I think Aiden Hill is out injured for the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm sure we're getting some fourth-string goalie going tonight. And that's why they've been struck. Yeah, he's been injured since he played one game on December the 17th. And Aiden Hill, by the way, which I did not know, he has the highest goals against average in the NHL and the highest save percentage in the NHL. I didn't know that. He was saving 933 save percentage for Aiden Hill this year for the 15 games that he played. You talk about a guy who was really playing well. He was playing well this season. Tough to get scored on when you're sitting in the tub. I'll just put it to you that way. Uh, Logan Thompson is going tonight for Vegas. So he's their de facto starter. He's not not the AHL guy. He was a backup. Okay. He was splitting time with Hill. He was pretty good. Sure. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, just I, I did not know that Hill's numbers were that good. You know what I mean? Right? Like, it was, you know, there was always, always guys where it's like they they outperform or have a fantastic year, and it seems like Aiden Hill is that guy. Um, they, uh, he was playing fantastic. Um, another player I didn't know. You look at 
the Penguins, Nedeljkovic and Jari both are posting really respectable numbers too. You know, not as good as our tandem, right? I think our tandem is probably the second best goalie tandem in the NHL, only behind Boston. I think Olmark and Swayman are maybe a better goalie tandem than ours. But I mean, like, they're the goal, the the teams that are having good and solid goalie play right now are the teams that I feel most confident that they're going to be strong throughout the entirety of the season. And that's yeah, us I, as well, Grum. Yeah. Like I said, I, I feel that a Pittsburgh, I said at the beginning of the season, I think that Pittsburgh was going to make playoffs this year. Um, and then of course devils, I, I just think, I think it's just going to be tough. I just think it's still going to be tough for us. I don't think we can amass the points continue on that same points uh, percentage that we're getting, uh, you know, per game the whole year. I just, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Hmm. The, the other thing I want to mention, Adam Pellick is looking like he may be close to returning. He's not going to return for tonight's game. He took morning practice optional skate here this morning. He's getting close is from our understanding. So I, I would expect him maybe within the next week or two for him to be back out there on the ice playing for us. And makes you, go ahead, make, makes you wonder why they brought him on the trip. Maybe they thought he'd be ready sooner. Well, couldn't you just fly him out if you had to? Oh, no, they couldn't afford to put him on a plane, Grumpy. Couldn't afford to fly him yeah. out. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm I, sure he could get better work, better work at home, uh, you know, as opposed to on the road. They probably want him to be able to practice with the team a bit. Okay. That's important, too, to get ready to get game ready. That simple, Grump. So, you know, he, he, here's the thing. When he's back, he helps the defense a lot, too. He does. It, it means you don't have to rely as much. And I think Bolduc has played better as of recent, might I add. Really good. Yeah. Really good. I like what I've seen from him. I like the growth that I've seen from him in, in the time that we've seen from him so far this year. He's, and what do we always say? Instead of signing guys in their 30s to ridiculous long-term extensions, just give the young guy a shot. Look at – and you're right, Samuel Bolduc has played much better. He stopped – Arizona guy was on a semi-break. He comes back and he takes the puck away from him. Yep. I mean, it was nice play. I think his uh, – I mean, he was playing with Bertuzzo before he got injured. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I think he's been much improved this year. That's what happens when you give guy – I mean – you give guys ice time. I realize it was forced ice time because of injuries, but still, the guy comes through and shows what he can do. A young player, I'm all, all for playing the younger guys. They're cheaper, okay? You don't. I mean, we, oh, I mean, we've discussed that ad nauseum. That's why you let the veterans go and let the young guys play. It's what they should have done with Bellows a number of years ago. We want to make the playoffs. Ho saying all the young guys. Instead, they just let them rot on the vine. They go ahead and piss away first-round draft picks on guys who are 30 years old or older, and then they resign them for long deals. The next guy I feel like is going to be that is Riley. I, I just have that feeling they're going to sign Riley to a long-term contract at the end of this I, year. I would not sign him. No. People who are loving it. The analytics, the analytics squad is loving it. Look how many shots he's registering a game. Look at how great Mike Riley's playing. Look how shitty he is in the defensive zone. He always throws his body on the ground. Every single time. Reminds me of Boychuk. Reminds like, me of Boychuk at the end. <laughs> I'm like, get off your I'm like, get the hell up. I I, I mean, why he's always always throwing his body? You know what? Because he's not good enough. Not a good enough player. 
I, he sucks. He sucks. Mike Riley, there's a reason why he was cut by two teams in, in how many months? There's a reason. I, I won't go as strong as you do to say he sucks. Um, I don't think he's a guy who – he's a bottom-pairing guy is what he is. That simple. So who's the next guy out? When when Pellet comes back, who's the next guy out? You think it's gonna be Balduke? Balduke will be the Balduke will be the next guy out. Yeah. Here's the thing: they they were very fortunate that fortunate and unfortunate. Bertuzzo solved a question that they were gonna have to answer as to who would be the next guy when Bertuzzo went down injured. And I assume it's more of like an LTIR situation, but I guess we'll find out more in the coming days. I assume that just said, okay, gotcha. We had one defenseman get injured as another defenseman became healthy. We don't have to worry about who we're sitting out, if we're going to have to send anybody back. We don't have to worry about that right now. So it pushes it off until Pulak comes back, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, I, I – okay. I, I just – I'd much rather give Bulldog the time. I realize that, you know, Riley's not making a whole lot of money as a streetie. But I, I just think Bulldog deserves it. I just think he deserves it. There's more upside with Bulldog. Uh, I don't care if the, the guy, Bobby Orr Jr., thinks he should be rushing the puck up all the time. You got to play defense. You can't, again, the it, issue is not us getting a lucky bounce goal or shit like that. It's about limiting opportunities for the other team. And Mike Riley does not do that for you. Mike Riley will be the starter over Bulldog any day of the week. The team is looking to win now. The team is looking to win now. They don't care about projects. They don't care about putting, unless it's certain players, they don't care about projects. They don't care about putting players and giving them every opportunity to succeed. That's just not what this team is about. It's not what the team has been about, unless you're one of the preordained special cats. Well, you did, they didn't think much of Mike Riley when he was sitting on the waiver, you know, sitting on the waivers after he was cut until the injury issue. They didn't think enough of him. They thought nothing of him. Otherwise, but it was snatched him right well. up. He's played well. I don't think he's played. He's not played game. well. He's I not think, played well. Let's be realistic here. What has Mike Riley done? Mike Riley is a guy who who's pretty decent skater. He's a guy who has offensive acumen, who can make outlet passes, who struggles mightily in the defensive zone. That's yeah. what Mike Riley is. He's a minus four. He's a minus four in in eighteen games. That's what he is. Minus four. And he's always he's he's a shitty defenseman. He's a shitty defenseman. He's in to me, he's an AHL plus guy. Look at this. That's what he is. Look at it. I love Stefan, but man, Stefan, look at this. Look at this. The Islanders lucked out with their acquisition of defenseman Mike Riley. Before his arrival, the Islanders averaged 2.55 oh, goals well, per game. He's the reason. Mike Riley is the reason. I haven't read the article. I have not read the article. I'm not going to surmise, surmise just by reading the title and the little the little snippet there from Twitter or X, whatever it is that that's what, what happened. goals have they given up? What's their goals against in that time? Why don't we take a look at that? I, I think with the plus minus, the plus minus is maybe, and again, plus minus is not end all be all, right? I will say this, though. If your team has been winning game after game after game, and you're like the only guy over an eight. You said 18 games he's been here for? 18. He's a minus four. I'm interested to see how many of those games we won and lost. That's what I'll, I'll, I'll pull that up for us, Grumpy. I'll get that done for us. I mean, like I said, I just, I mean, he plays what, 16 and a half minutes a game? Okay. 
whoop de doo uh, Honestly, I'd much – now, Samuel Bolduc is a minus four in 28 games, right? So what does it say about him? Or Sebastian Ajo is a minus four in 29 games. Well, plus minus is not end-all be-all, though, right? Well, for a defenseman, I think it's kind of important. I think it's important. It's important looking to, looking into to average in, but it's not end-all be-all. No, I just think it's more important for defensemen. Plus minus for defensemen is more important because that means in five-on-five five situations, you're on the ice and your team's hemorrhaging goals. That's what it means. Huh. Let me see here, Grumpy, I've got for us. Um, I think what we've got here, the Islanders over the last, you said was 18 games or 15? 18. He's been with the team for 18. The record's been good. Yeah, a, lot of those, a lot of those Sorokin points, the lucky points um, that we've been getting. So here's the thing. Islanders over that span have been 10, 4, and 4 over the last 18 games. Yeah. So you would expect probably a better plus minus to my <laughs> negative plus minus over that stretch but that's all right um here's the thing i do like what he brings offensively right that is true i do think he is a defensive liability i'm not sure many people are going to argue on that i i just i i don't think much of him at all he thinks he's bobby or jr he thinks he's bobby or jr and he's not Going behind the net, going behind the opposition's net, dude. You're a defenseman, and a shitty defenseman. The last thing you need to be is 200 foot away from your net. What do you think about this, Grumpy? Mike Riley, he's got some definite good goals. What do you think about this? This recent goal against Colorado. Kraus kept it in Mayfield under duress, off the glass and out to center. Just onto the ice, Dumba able to shake by Anders Lee, but the puck not clear. Here's Barzell. Riley scores. He's able. Here's the thing. Do I think Bolduc scores on a situation like this? Absolutely not. So well, right, he like, did. He did this week. Same thing he did. Look at this. I, Doo -doo -doo. Here this I am. Is a good job. Riley buries this bitch. There, I'm not sure any goalie stopping that. That is upper. That is top ninety upper shelf. There, Grump, top shelf. You're not stopping that. Simple, and he buries that bitch again. It's, it's against Arizona. Arizona. I know it's, it's Arizona. Arizona turnover. It's I know the Arizona turnover, right? I, I know, I know. But he buried the opportunity when he was given it. Yeah. Okay. So like things like that, he brings to the table. Now there's also cons to where defensively. Yeah. Why don't Why don't yeah. we just put just run any series where he's on the ice in the defensive zone? Let's see what that looks like. You got anything like that? Like him laying on his belly like a snake? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, he's okay. always he's always just dives on the ground. That's what he does over and over. And over. Even Butch even Butch has commented about eh, And Hickey's like, yeah, as defenseman, you don't want to be down like that all the time. Can't do it. That's what he does all the time. Just he does a little snow angels thing i'm just gonna try to go ahead and pull up any oh god i just want to pull up any i'm of sure them. there's a hundred of them oh, god. let me see here oh no i'm I just gonna pull up the on his ass. Dude, oh uh let me see here grump he plays a lot smaller than his size i mean god almighty i'll tell you one thing the fan base and we got into it a little bit on the social media grumpy i, I you know we had to i was getting grumpy we were getting we were getting 
people tried to stir shit up on social media. I haven't gone back in and looked at it after I made a few tweets, but I assume just with all the dings and the notifications, it's going to be like a oh, fuck. I don't even know how many we'll have. But um, the uh, it's funny. Some uh, never get too high and never get too low. Right now, again, people after we beat Arizona, hey, we just beat Arizona 5-1. We think we're king shit again. And all you had to do was look at Colorado when we played Colorado and say, ooh, we are not king shit. We are ab- average to an above average team. These next three games does a lot to me because, right, it's either going to do one or two things. We're exactly what we have been and what we've always been this entire season, or maybe we're starting to turn the leaf, Grump. Maybe in the next three games, we're going to come out. We're going to play competent hockey. We're not going to surrender 35 or more shots every single night, right? Like, what do we have on the, on the box, the checklist? Don't surrender 35 shots every single night against Vegas, Toronto, and Vancouver. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we probably give up an average of over more than 35 shots a night in these next three games. But how will you help turn the opinion? Less than 35 shots a night. Yeah, that, all right, that's not happening. I, I mean, I don't know how many more games you need to watch. You're halfway through the season. This team is what it is. We've been, I think we're lucky to have as many points as we have. We play to get to overtime. It's, it, to me, it's really obvious. Whatever we do, just get to overtime. We collapse in the third periods when we have multiple goal leads because we're not that good. We don't, we don't play with any defensive structure at all. I mean, that's how you blow leads. You can't close out a game. It means your defense isn't good enough. Because our goaltending's been really good. Sensational. Really good. Sensational. Really, really good. We hemorrhage chances. We're terrible defensively. We we just collapse around the goalie. It's like it's like they've never played before. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh man. It is what it is. But to expect this to change all of a sudden. It's this is not a young team that's growing. That's okay. Well, we need to work on this. Well, this these guys have been together 10 years, the vast well, majority. Grumpy, by the way, the Islanders are a super young team. That's what we're seeing a lot on social media. Anytime that people say we're a young team, oh, look at this, right? Look at our scorecard, Grump, and that they'll show a whole bunch of the numbers. How we played against the Arizona Coyotes. And act like that's the barometer of how we play all season. Oh, the five. I, mean, I don't. I, I don't know how you could deal with morons like that. Barzal twenty six. Bo Horvat twenty eight. Dobson twenty three. Romanov twenty three. Mike Riley thirty. The Islanders old. I, I Why don't they like- bring up the other guys? How about the guys who are all in their thirty? Well, that's a, yeah. It's easy when you cherry again. They, they Simon Holmstrom the the thing that they pick. They cherry pick what uh, they're looking for. That's what they yeah. do. Let's go. Let's. Why don't you bring everybody up? Anders Lee, thirty-three. Brock Nelson, thirty-two. Uh, Bajo, thirty. Uh, Palmieri, thirty-two. Casey Zizekas, thirty-two. Matt Martin, thirty-three. Cal Clutterbuck, thirty-five. Those guys don't. Don't look at those guys, Grumpy. They're not part of the core. It's only. It's only Romanoff is part of the core. Dobson's part of the core now. How much all the fans wanted to trade him away. Phil claiming not even two months ago, trade Dobson. Trade. Now, didn't you? Now, here's the thing. I do want to let everyone know that this show will end promptly at 10 o'clock before the game. Grumpy. So, What's wrong, Grumpy? Just, 
the game's ending it. This show is ending at 10 today. The game starts at 10. So just letting you know, just because TJ couldn't get his lazy ass on early enough does not mean we're running over today. Okay? Grumpy, do you have a hot date or something going on? That's for you. That's for you. You have a hot date going on, Grumpy? No, because you got to make sure you get somewhere on time. You say you're going to do something at 8 o'clock. Actually, you want to get on early today. Maybe 20 after 8 is early for you. But for most people, when you advertise 8 o'clock and you say, yep, we're going to get on early today, that would allegedly be before 8 o'clock, not 20 after 8. Just saying. That being said. I forget is what that, I was saying. Is that good? Is you that and, good you and Phil. Chest, you forgot already? No. <laughs> Phil made the un- – now, here's the thing. When you tweet so much that – You're going to be wrong. <laughs> no. When you tweet so much that it's, it's, it's like breathing to you. When you tweet that much, you really shouldn't call out and retweet something that somebody else says if there's an occasional misstep. Because when you're hemorrhaging bad ideas like Phil does, <laughs> they're so easy to bring up. And we didn't even have to go back. What do we go back? A month? I mean, his takes are always so bad. You know, and I feel bad because everyone knows we love Phil. Phil's a great guy. I feel like I say that just to say it every time, but we really, we truly do. I mean, he's getting shit on by Ranger fans for his ridiculous takes, the Lafreniere takes, you know, the Othman takes, the Rangers, not even, he didn't even consider them making the playoffs this year. It wasn't even consideration for him. He just left them out altogether. I'm like, no, what about the Rangers? He's like, oh, yeah, no way, no way. They're a much older team and not as talented as us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever. But I, what was the tweet that he was retweeting on you? It's always about Simon Holmstrom. Simon Holmstrom Holmstrom or don't double down on the same team acting like, hey, because we won two postseason games last year and then got beat by Carolina. And because we're sitting third in the Metro right now, we need to celebrate that these are not reasons to look to re change or change the image of the team and change the construction of the team. And I'm just I'm like, man, yikes. And then TJ just thought, well. Let's pull some of those. Let's see how those Noah Dobson tapes of age, uh, takes have aged. Not and good. we look, October 28th, <laughs> trade him. You could get nothing for him. Uh, Ottawa wouldn't take him in any deal. Come on. Uh, just so right. And TJ just wham, bam, 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 bam. And like it was easy. You know, Phil had to kind of dig for some of our stuff because we don't tweet a whole bunch. Everyone knows I don't tweet at all. TJ will occasionally put something out there. Not often. But, but Phil, like I said, it's like breathing for him. And he was doing the old backstroke after TJ threw some of those tweets out there because, Phil, why are you coming attacking us? You know we love you. As of October the 14th, you have you had head laminite. Too late the, to trade Noah Dobson. Oh, head laminite asking if it's too late to trade Dobson. Yeah, I'll tweet that could have killed the franchise. See, uh, TJ's kind of pithy with these things. Well, because he said he said oh, it was it was just a back and forth exchange. It was a fun back and forth exchange because it's there's no there's here's the thing. There's takes that we have that are right, and there's takes that we have that are wrong. But Everything's guess what? a snapshot. Everything's a snapshot. But at the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, we're right probably what? I'm right like 99% of the time, TJ, you know, 15, whatever it is. Um, but we're right m most times than not, right? Overwhelming majority of times we're right. Phil's never right, ever. Never freaking ever. So, I mean, with his non-existent track record, he just spews this stuff out on a on a, a minute basis. I, I like I don't know how he's got time. TJ hooked me. I'm like, why are there like seven tweets in like three minutes? I, I mean, I, I can't do that. I can't. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, here's the thing. D D Grumpy took it away over there. All I was saying was don't get high. Don't get too low. That simple. Things happen in the season that make you think the team's, hey, everything is perfect. It's right as rain. And there's going to be things that make you think, holy shit, the team's in trouble. All I'm going to say is this. It always lies somewhere in the middle. And for this team, that's just the way it's been and years past and the way it is currently this year. Um, we'll see. Three big games, three important games. Got to come in with points. And I want to see how we look. If we look competitive, I'll be happy. If we look like we're getting out shot two to one and conceding 35 plus shots tonight, I'll be upset. Even if we win games, if we win two, two of the next three games and two of them came in overtime victories and an overtime loss, we came away with five points, but we were getting out shot two to one and giving up 35 plus shots tonight. I'm not going to be happy with that because in the postseason, you cannot reasonably expect to win games when you're conceding 35 plus shots a night. By the way, this is Sorokin's seventh game that he's played in the last nine. Varley's hurt. How bad is Varley hurt? I don't know. We don't know. We don't hear anything back from him. But we'll, we'll, I guess that that's going to have a big impact, right? If he has to miss time due to some sort of groin injury, an extended time period, you're going to be in the same spot we were last year where we had to play Sorokin like. 80% of the games and he'll be tired by postseason time and it'll look like, hey, why isn't Sorokin looking like God out there on the ice? Well, it's because you used and abused them all during the regular season because you didn't feel confident that player A could do the job, which is Appleby in this scenario. Well, hey, other teams start AHL goalies. Yes, some teams, some, te some teams are starting Stolazar. Some teams are starting Peter Kachekov. Some teams are starting their AHL goalie at the start of the season and saying, well, that's just what has to be done. And they're still yeah. able to produce results. So we're not a team that can do that. Um, <laughs> we'll see, though. Um, but we do have an ad today to read here from DraftKings. Um, we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting uh, official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happens or happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Oh my gosh, Grump. That's a that's a that's a that's an even more that's a larger amount than the 150 they usually give out there, Grump. It is. But you know, you've heard us mention, you know, the same game parlays. You could say, "Hey, I'm betting Maddie B." The Islanders all-star nominee. We're going to bet that he's going to go ahead and put up an assist and register an assist. I'm betting that Sorokin lets in less than three goals tonight. Right? You can add a whole bunch of these same-game parlays and it increases your payout. It's a lot of fun stuff there. And Go to DraftKings Sportsbook in order to do that. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NHL and get $200 instantly of bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook. 
with promo code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available. Um, if you uh, Help is available uh, if you have a gambling problem. If you call 888-789-7777 or visit CCP, ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Um, you must be 21 years or older, but age varies by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance and visit dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility deposits and deposit restrictions term and responsible gambling resources nice job tj grumpy which sounds like you're eating your water what the hell is that about you know what worry about yourself believe me there's plenty that you need to worry about you always point out the things I need to worry about. It just sounds like you're chewing water. I was like, what are you eating? Ice? There's a little ice in here, okay? Oh, shit. Okay. Grumpy, you usually do not eat ice in your grape. I, you, when I'm reading these ads, Grump, I don't have you pulled up, by the way. I'm, I've got other screens pulled up. Are you staring at me all the time? I am so in your head, you can't help it. He's, uh, he's already yeah. sent me you're living rent-free. Is that it, Grump? Stop watching the TV. Don't watch the TV. Don't move your head to the left or the right. Just oh. stare at the camera. <laughs> oh, my God. You're freaking ridiculous. Oh, Grumpy. You usually don't drink ice in your grape elixir. Sorry, Grump. I guess I didn't notice. Um, We'll start getting to some comments, though. Um, Get some updates here. Again, we'll, we'll cut off tonight's show at 10 Eastern Standard Time to make sure we can all enjoy the Islanders game here tonight. Hopefully an impending Islanders victory. I've um, got a comment here from Matthew S. Grumpy Old Man saying, good evening, gentlemen. And same thing with Michael Bechet. Good evening, guys. Hopefully you're all doing well. Uh, Anthony L. says here, I- I'm predicting a loss because Grumpy said win. Okay, that's fine. Usually bet the opposite of Grumpy and you're usually right. Yeah, I, I just I just think that, I mean, hey, I'm taking a guess just like everybody. Uh, Coach Tommy B here says, uh, good evening, gents. Very interesting test tonight. Yep, I think the next three games are very interesting. Vegas is on a little bit of a skid. Hopefully we take care of them. Vancouver's a tough team, and you've got Toronto. Martin Jones has been playing pretty well for Toronto, too. So let's see how these next three games go. Um, Matt Barzal, the all-star nominee for the Islanders. Congratulations, Matty B. Matty B, Grumpy. Is he the most deserving for the Islanders to get that designation? Um, Him, Dobson. I mean, I don't think Soroka was going to get it because of numbers. His numbers are down, even though I think he's been really, really good this year. His numbers are down from what they were last year. But, I mean, okay. When you're on a shitty team like the Islanders, they're not going to have 100 representatives to the all-star team. Just, just not. You could say that maybe Noah Dobson is more deserving, um, but I think you can't go wrong with either guy. I think they've been those have been the two best skaters all year for the team. Yes, and uh, I think Matty B has taken a big jump and leap forward here, and it's helped a lot for him to have Bo Horvat along his side. I mean, Bo Horvat's bearing the opportunities and the chances that he creates, so. You know, it's it's definitely benefited him. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know. The All-Star game is a perfect showcase for Matt Barzell. It is. Somebody who has speed, somebody who's got the ability to to absolutely stick out of the puck, to feed great passes over. He's he's a guy where more open ice, you start to see he just, he looks magical out there. Yes. 
Um, Michael Bechet said, I think we lose tonight. Oh, damn. Okay. Sing it, Grump, says Matthew S. Okay. Uh, Coach Tommy Baffy, Grump. Congrats to Matt Barzell. Are a well-deserved. Well-deserved selection of the All-Star game. Dobson deserves to be selected, too. It was just poor grammar. So I was like, why did he say R? Did I read something wrong? No, it was just Tommy Baffy fucked up with his grammar. So or I Grumpy cannot it. read. Yes. No, I read it. I read it. And here's the thing. But I don't want to come off like a buffoon because somebody doesn't have proper grammar. Oh, Grumpy. Grumpy all upset. Um, but yes, I, I do think Dobson deserves it, right? He's at a point of game pace right now. I think he's a plus 19 on the season. He's been the best defenseman on this team by a, a, a huge margin. Mile. Mile. I, I'd say... He is one of the only reasons that this team is where it is as well. Without his production, without his play this year, I'm not sure the power play works the same way it's working currently. And I'm not sure in five on five, our results would be as good either. So Noah Dobson definitely has been huge for us this season. Stepped up when it's been required of him too. He's got 15 points on the power play. Think about that. Yeah. Our power play has started to cool off a little bit as of recent and he still has 15 points on the power play this season. Outstanding. Outstanding. Michael Boucher said here, Grumpy, you thought we'd pit, and you were wrong. Your prediction's off. There it See, is. He left out the word beat pit. Um, JP says here, good evening. Predictions for tonight's game. Vegas has not been playing well. I'm predicting Islanders 3, Vegas 4 in overtime. Here's to hoping I'm wrong again. LOL. What do you hope to lose in regulation? I, I hate the overtime losses. I'm sick and tired of losing an overtime. If you've been like, we got a point, we we lost, but we still got some points. Dude, I, I just I don't I'm not happy when we lose games, and I'm not happy when we lose an overtime. Doesn't matter if we lose in regulation or in overtime. I don't like losing. Okay. They should adopt the soccer scoring system. Three points for a win, zero points for a tie, one for a loss. I wonder where we'd be in the standings. If that was matter of fact, I'll work it up for the next show. Do I'm not, gonna, yeah, okay. I was about to say, don't need to worry about today. Do not, Darl, don't you dare try to do something on the fly, grumpy old man. Don't you even dare do it. It's because you I'm cannot multitask. Right you can't right multitask, grumpy. You cannot multitask. Let me. They're not going to the do. Three, they're not going to do. Add the two. Carry the one. Um, how does that work? Okay. You done? Maybe you done not. with that grump? Okay. Here's the thing. They're not going to get rid of overtime games. The only way that works is if you get rid of overtime games. I would be fine if they got rid of overtime games. I would. For those who watch European football, you would see how chaotic things get in the last 10 minutes of play if it's a tie game and a team really needs the three points. It would be like that, too, in the NHL. Yeah. If you say a tie is one point, a loss is zero points, and a win is three points, you're going to see a lot because it's it's the disparity. Three points is a much bigger swing where a win is valued at three ties. Um, you know, you're going to see a lot of teams where it's like, oh, shit. You know, we're tied right now, but we really need the win in order to get those extra two points. I can't have two drop points against Arizona or two drop points against Columbus. It's starting to see them really start to put pressure on it. Sometimes it leaves for an odd man break going the other direction. You'd see a lot of back and forth. You'd see a lot of exciting hockey that way. Get rid of overtime in general. Three points for a win. One point for a draw. Zero points for a loss. I wouldn't have to worry about still being angry and upset that we're losing games in overtime then. 
Uh, Mike, grumpy old man. Grumpy yelling at a goalie that came into the game with a 9.26%. What does that mean? He sucked. He was a piece of shit, Ingram. He blows. He didn't play well. I mean, I, <laughs> I watched the game. I'm like, this guy sucks. I don't care what his save percentage was going into the game. Uh, uh, some of those goals he gave up, like, like I said, when the goalies are dropping their head and the team drops their head and the the, the crowd goes, oh, well, the crowd wasn't going, oh, in that game with majority Islander fans. But you see the coach on the bench going, what the hell? They, they pan to the guy's face. He's like, what the hell? I will I'm, say this. Was it not neat to have more? It seemed like Islander fans, you could hear the let's go Islanders and the Islanders cheers more than the Arizona Coyotes. And again, it's such a small venue. I really found that interesting. If you're a fan of Arizona, haven't you given up on the team long ago? I mean, when they got moved out of the arena, the NHL doesn't give a shit about them. The NHL has taken them over. They put them in a college, you know, a rinky-dink arena. <laughs> they obviously don't care, neither do the fans. How many season ticket holders uh, um, went from Glendale to wherever the hell Arizona State is? You know what Tempe, I'm saying? Tempe. Tempe. Okay, what's the what's the mileage between that? Because I'm going to bet their season ticket holder uh, subscriptions are probably down from that. I mean, if you were a season ticket holder and going all those years to Glendale, um, and now it's like, hey, okay, now we're going to a college arena in a college town. Uh, are you sure they played in Glendale? Glendale, Arizona. You sure about that? Maybe Phoenix. It was Phoenix, I believe. I was about to say Glendale. I don't think it's. Oh yeah, Phoenix, oh, actually, Phoenix to Tempe is not far, Grumpy. It's like thirty minutes. What about what about Glendale? Thirty minutes too. Okay, so thirty minutes. Yeah, right. it's, but here's it's, maybe it's, that extra half hour. They're like, screw it. <laughs> I'm not going to that college. Oh man, I, I I don't know what's. It's just their team has sucked for a long time. Haven't made the playoffs in over a decade. I'm not counting the team, the time where they were like the 10th best team in the Western Conference and got a play-in capability uh, to make the postseason for that bubble scenario. I'm not counting that. Um, maybe others can if they want to. That doesn't count as a playoff berth to me. The last time they made the postseason when things are normal was 10-plus years ago, and they won't be making it this year. Um, Rick Romagrump. Arizona's one point out of the players with two games on hand on the teams ahead of them, and their goal differential is plus four. Not sure I'd call them a bad team. Rick, would you like to make a bet that at the end of the season, they're not sniffing the playoffs? They'll be under a point a game. They'll be under 82 points. And they'll be an afterthought because that's where they'll be. The, the one thing I'll say here about that, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about the teams that are in front of them. I'm more concerned with the behind them right they're in, they're in their own division yeah for them making the postseason right they are in fifth place in their own division they're one point right the blues are one point behind them and the big thing here is this right you've got the oilers who have two games in hand and are one game behind them they've <laughs> won six the in a row that's that's the team i think they really have to worry about it's not so much like hey can we jump over maybe okay. the predators with a few games in hand or the kraken they're playing the Oilers. The, you know, they're facing off against the Oilers who have two games in hand at six-game winning streak and are one point behind them. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Oilers, unless shit hits the fan, probably are going to be a team that makes the postseason. Yeah. So the Kraken. Kraken have kind of righted the ship, right? I don't know. 
They've won six in a row, 8-0-2 in their last 10. I think they've kind of righted the ship. They were a good team last year. I don't think Arizona – I do not think Arizona makes the postseason. Arizona will not make the playoffs. It's a jump too I don't think they won't. I know they won't. They won't make the playoffs. They're the New York Islanders of the West. They won't make the playoffs. Oh, grumpy. Now, I I think the Islanders – the losses against Pittsburgh were absolutely backbreaking because it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh as a team we're in direct competition with, and I think there's a they're a lot better than what the Islander fans are giving them credit for. Okay, Pittsburgh. Go, the last couple of years when Pittsburgh lost to the Islanders, why did they lose every single game they lost? Why did they lose? Tell us, shitty goaltending from Jari the Smith. Insert Pittsburgh goalie here. Dog shit goaltending. The first two games they played, their goaltending's been okay. Therefore, the Islanders get rolled by Pittsburgh. Why? Pittsburgh is vastly more talented than the Islanders are. They're a better team than the Islanders. When your goalie is a sieve and lets goals in, that's the equalizer. If your goaltender is halfway decent, you're going to get beat. Every time, every time, that's what happens. If other teams have reasonable goaltending and they're good, we lose to them. If they have shitty goaltending, we can beat them or at least get a Sorokin point. Hence, the other direction. When we play shitty teams, our goaltending is always good. If we have a shitty game, they can beat us. Otherwise, we should never lose to a shitty team. We very rarely do. When our goaltending is up to snuff with theirs, we're more talented than some of the bad teams. That's just the way it is. Pittsburgh's better than we are. Way better. Way better. Way better. We're not close to them talent-wise. Not even close. I don't care what the Phils and other people try to say. They have three, four guys on their on their team who are Better than anybody on our team. Guys in their 30s, mid-30s, they're still better than our guys. Why? Because they're all-time players. They're guys who are first ballot Hall of Fame. Absolutely. So, I mean, like that that does matter. <laughs> we want to admit it or not. Yeah. Uh, Matthew S. Grump. I thought we beat a team isn't as bad as people think, just really coming out of being a bottom feeder this season. Yeah, I think it's going to take them a while. The Guri Rach, the Gauthier goal, it was a perfect shot. I thought it was a good shot, but that's not a goal. Let me ask you this, Mike. If that was a goal to where Sorokin gave up that goal, would you be happy about Sorokin letting up that goal, just saying it was a perfect shot, or would you say Sorokin needs to make a save? That's that's the true litmus test. If you watch the goal and think to yourself, Sorokin should have made that save, or you think to yourself, oh, no, that was just a perfect shot. There's nothing he could do. That should tell you if it was a good goal against or not. Or uh, Sorokin makes that save. It wasn't. It wasn't a great. Sh- it what? was Sorokin makes that save, and the guy lets it. That's why. Oh, Sorokin. Oh, no, 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 no. The grump. The, re- the the comparison I'm asking is if Sorokin lets that goal in, would you be happy or not? That's the parameter. If if it's a good goal to let, let up or not. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. If you listened, uh, but uh, let me pull. I'll pull up to go with the A goal, Grumpy, and we'll get that. But let's move on to the next comment here, and I'll show that with Mike. Tommy B. Ball Duke, another quality game in Arizona Thursday night. Absolutely. And he made a big save on a break, on a semi break. He came back and stripped the puck of the Arizona guy. 
Absolutely did. And that could have been a difference maker. If they score the goal there, they go up two to one and, you know, maybe things change from there. But I 100% agree. Bolduc's been much improved. All right, here we go. I'll get the Julian Gauthier goal. And hey, it was a great assist by Simon Holmstrom. Simon Golstrom, as the, as Phil calls him, had a nice assist that he went ahead and picked up there. For yeah, the I think the puck bounced off his ass. And You're going to watch it. It, it. Honestly, it's a Bailey assist if you watch it. It's an old Bailey assist. This is a Bailey primary assist right here. He's Bailey 2.0. Watch it. Jersey to the front and oh, away by the well, first hand. Now Gauthier using the legs. Gauthier with a path to the net, and he scores! You cannot, you cannot get beat short side on that Julian goal. Gauthier. You cannot get beat short side. He's, uh, dude, you cannot get beat short side from where he's shooting. Here's the thing, right? It's a good shot. It's not a goal that the goalie should let in. It's a bad goal. And I wish they roll the whole thing through and see the goalie drop his head and the players drop their heads. I mean, you cannot, you can't get beat short side. The I puck mean, is released he's unimpeded. unimpeded. Look at where he's standing. He's out of position. He's out of position. He's out of position. He's from there, you there's no way he can hit the outside of the net. I mean, look at where his body is from that angle. He's covering the outside post and at least a at least a foot past it. Short side. He's got to you can't let a short side goal in like that. That's posi poor positional by Mr. 920 save percentage. I bet you, I bet you the save percentage ain't 920 now, is it? It's like 916. <laughs> yeah. 920. Think about it. Halfway through the season, you let in you let in five goals and it drops your save percentage almost four points. Um, but that, yeah, that's you look at from where that shot is. That's one that it's a great shot. It's top shelf. That puck doesn't go in if it's not placed in that spot. But that's also one where the goalie should make a save on that. If the goaltender's in position, that's a save. He's out of position. You can never get look at look at how far he is from the short side post. That's terrible goaltending. Terrible goaltending. You want to be the first one to rip Sorokin if he gave up a goal like that? The same guys who were telling you that's a great shot. The same. <laughs> that's guy. what I always say. If, if you imagine Sorokin, if, if Sorokin lets in this goal and you say, there's nothing he, he can do there, that's just a great shot, you would lose they your lose mind. That's right. Mind. But if, if you could say, honestly, I'd be okay if Sorokin let that goal in, that's fine. Let's just start treating Sorokin like he is the greatest goalie to wear Islanders blue and orange, and I'm fine with that. But it's the same people who say, fantastic snipe, goalie had no chance. You know, he he just he just did a great job. Would be the same guys if Sorokin let this goal, and they'd say, "Oh my gosh, we need to bench Sorokin. Sorokin's playing like such trash. He's he's so bad this year. If Varlamov would give us a better chance to win games, they'd be making that same complaint." This is now Phil ripped Sorokin on a shot that he gave up a goal on when a guy's coming in and it's directly at the goalie, and he beat him stick side. Oh, that's terrible. He's got to do better there. Really? I mean. This is the this that's a guy in the center of the ice. Now, if you pick a spot in the center, okay. The angle, the goaltender has the advantage with the angle, but he misplays it. He's so far out of position. It's the only way that goal goes in. The only freaking way. Yep. No other way. Anyway, but uh yeah, I, I don't think here. It was a good job by him. Um Gauthier's actually been kind of clutch. And in the words of Stuart Scott, clutch is everything. Let's again. We're going to gush over a third liner. Just move on. He's the fourth liner. I thought. Is he third line? 
I don't. It, does it matter? He's a bottom six guy who plays ten minutes a night. Stop <laughs> gushing over a bottom sixer who plays ten minutes a night. He's oh. just a guy. So he scored against a shitty Arizona team. Whoop de do. Hey, and <laughs> I mean he's he's got good wheels. He's straight up and down. He's straight up and down the wing. There's no wiggle to his game. There's a reason why. It was a good shot, though. It was a good shot by Gauthier. Okay. We'll say that I'm, much. It was a bad goal to go let in. Both, can, both can be true. Gauthier. Rangers, first-round draft pick. Psh, see you later. Arizona, just well, no, freaking uh, dropped him. Ottawa, Ottawa. I believe Ottawa, he was drafted Ottawa sorry. originally. Then he was with, with the Rangers. And they no, just he was with him. the Rangers first. He was drafted by the Rangers. And then he was moved in the trade for Jabinajad, I believe, or something like that. He asked, he was he was he was drafted by the Rangers. You're wrong. And then Ottawa just said, "Well, screw it. You know, we got so many guys that are good. We don't need a piece of shit like this taking up locker room space." So that's why the Islanders picked him up for you know a ham sandwich. <laughs> well, actually, let me add one more twist to that tale. Not drafted by the Rangers. Not drafted by Ottawa. Drafted originally the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> well, they knew better. Like, Played yeah. five games with the Hurricanes. Then he was with the They're Rangers. Like, and then sucks. he was with Ottawa. And then he was with the Islanders. Yeah. I mean, look at his numbers. His uh, uh, numbers look exactly the same. No, no, no. This year, much better. Nine points in 19 games. It's much better. Well, because than- we're shittier than the other teams that he played on. <laughs> That's the reason. We were not getting- shittier than Ottawa. Let's Absolutely. be honest. Absolutely. No, we're not worse than Ottawa. Come on. Ottawa couldn't wait to get rid of him. They didn't even want him in Hartford. Charlotte Checkers. Hartford, fact, Hartford is the, the AHL affiliate for the Rangers. I actually remember him playing for the Charlotte Checkers. Now that I think about it, he sucked then too. Oh, kind of like, God damn, Grumpy. You make those statements, man. You drive me up the wall sometimes. Come on. It was a good shot, a bad goal to let in. Both are so, a, a, a good shot. Guess what? If it's a bad goal to let in, it's not a good shot. It's a bad goal. Let in. Both are true. It was a good shot and a bad goal. No, come on, you can't have both. Coach, Coach January is a tough month schedule wise. So yeah, guess what? Because oh, that's a good shot. Hold oh, on, read that again. You were like fucking. You were blurting it off. So January is a tough me. month schedule wise for the Islanders. Okay, you're going so quick. I'm like, what are you even saying, Grub? Tough month schedule. That's fine. Uh, Mike says here until Pellet comes back, I'd hold off on the dominant game speak. Um, yeah, I, I thought we you. looked. I thought we looked a much better team against Arizona. It's fucking Arizona. I, I know. I know. I, I've been saying that all show. It's Arizona. They're not a playoff team. I said this. You know what? I'm just saying we Real Madrid looked really good today playing against Almira, a fourth-level team in Spanish soccer. It doesn't matter. It's Almira. It doesn't matter how good they look. They're shitty teams. You should beat the shitty teams. Coach Tommy B. Grumpy. Question for TJ in the Grumpy Man. Is it time to move Engvall up the second line and put him in the bottom six where he belongs? Well, the whole thing is they don't have anybody else who can play the top six because we only got three top six wingers on the whole freaking roster. Well, I wouldn't say Let's put Gauthier up there. I'm sure he's going to light it up on the second line. I wouldn't say three top six wingers. I'd say three top six forwards on That's the team. I, That's what I said. I thought you said wingers. No. Um, but yeah, the only ones really I consider top six are Brock Nelson, Bo Horvat, and Matt Barzal. Everybody else is a guy who's maybe a middle six on a bad team that play a top six. And here's the thing. If you want to compete for the playoffs, you want to compete for a Stanley Cup, you should not consider yourself a bad team. You should look at yourself like, okay, 
We're going to be punching against teams like Tampa. We're going to be punching against teams like Boston, teams like the Rangers, teams like the Vegas Golden Knights, teams like the Toronto. Those are the teams we need to be with at all times. So, yeah. Um, should we put Engvall uh, in the bottom six? I don't know who we move up. Here's the thing. Wallstrom has no shot and opportunity with this team, as we've seen multiple times before. And the funny thing is, I was doing a little experiment with Phil's facts. And I think for all the Simon Holmstrom lovers, perhaps it may open a few eyes. If you look at Oliver Wallstrom's performance last year before the injury, his performance is almost identical to what we've seen here from Simon Holmstrom this year. And it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Real quick, Grumpy. It's funny how Simon Holmstrom is getting praise and adoration almost on a night in night out basis for what he does point production wise, but Oliver Wallstrom, oh, he can't skate. Oh, he's uninterested. Oh, he doesn't play defense. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And the production was almost identical. Yeah, here's the difference. Simon Holmstrom is cherry picking on a penalty kill. That's the difference. That's the difference. And here's the thing. Lamarillo didn't pick Wallstrom. He did pick Holmstrom. He had nothing to do with the Wallstrom pick. Absolutely nothing. Same thing with Dobson. Yeah. He didn't pick him. He was hired um, seven days later. The draft was. Six days later was the draft. Okay. Uh, this is more what I want to talk about because this is – I don't care about that. This is this is more the point. Wallstrom, point production-wise, 16 points in 35 games. Do you know how many points, grumpy old man? Do you want to know how many points uh, – Simon Holmstrom has grown 16. Exactly 16 points. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we're celebrating. Oh, in 30, Simon Holmstrom. In 37 so games. In 37 it's the same, games. Same exact, right? And Oliver Wallstrom plus five over that time period. At the beginning portion of the season, our team struggled giving up a lot more goals than what we were scoring. We were not a team that had a bet more wins than losses at this point in time in the season. So, you know, for him to be in a spot to where he had a positive plus minus playing 12 minutes a night, right? Let's look at the minutes a night, 12 minutes a night there for, for Wallstrom and Wallstrom right now is playing 13, 15, 13, 16 minutes a night. So, uh, you know, here's the thing. Holmstrom was playing more ice time. Some of them's on the penalty kill. That's fine. But that's where a lot of his production's coming is on the penalty kill. But point production looks almost identical. I just think it's odd and funny. Everybody was fine and content with him getting absolutely zero opportunity this year in camp and breaking out of camp, but everybody was happy with Simon Holmes from getting pushed on the first line on two or three different occasions this year, didn't work out, and then he's always a mainstay in the, in the lineup. But you wonder, why it didn't, so much. you wonder why it didn't work out with him on the first line? Because he's a shitty player. You're he's a bottom Holmes, six right? guy, Holmstrom. He's a bottom six guy. That's his skill set is bottom six. The Islanders try to force him to play on the first line. Oliver Wallstrom, whose skill set is a top six player, they try to force him to play on the third line. It's so ass backwards. It just is. It's that type of dumb thinking is why we're a middle-of-the-road team. You draft a guy because he can score. That was 
That was the whole thing about Oliver Wallstrom. He was never going to be a, a Selkie Trophy uh, nominee. He's not a guy who's going to be an aggressive back checker. He's no. a guy who shoots the puck and he scores because his shot is lethal. So what do you want to do? You want to, and this was Trotz too. You want to turn him into a grinder, turn skill guys into grinder. I often used to say Gretzky would have been a 40 point a year guy under Trotz. Mike Bossy would average 10 goals, 12 goals a year if he played for Trotz because he could never get off the bench because he didn't freaking play enough defense. Guess what? Scoring's part of the game too. Yep. Simon Holmstrom. He is the absolute description of a bottom six ham and egger. That's what he is. He's a cherry-picking guy on the penalty kill. That's what he does. He's always up at that freaking blue line hoping to get a break. That's it. That's what he does. Because guess what? He sucks too. I watched him. Aturatu is so much better than him talent-wise. I, I mean, like I said, when I watched him live, I'm like, this guy blows. Have you still have you seen him go into a corner? You know what? You want you want to hide something from Oliver Wallstrom? Just put it in the corner of his house. He ain't never gonna freaking find it because he you never. Mean, it you mean you mean Simon Holmstrom, right? Holmstrom, yeah. I keep on getting him confused. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Casper, just Casper. Okay. The uh, yeah, I disagree with some of that. I think Simon Holmstrom is a very solid bottom six forward. Woo! That's what I, I want out of my first round. A solid bottom sixer. My point being is I don't celebrate bottom six guys. I'm sick and tired yeah, of the I'm team nice doing dude. that. They shouldn't, but I at least could say he's a very solid bottom six guy. You just keep saying he sucks. He sucks. He blows. He's a bot. He's a ham and egger. I think he's more than that, but he's not what everybody's making him out to be. He plays thirty. He plays 12, 13 minutes a game. 13 minutes a night. But is he's he a difference well. maker? Is he a difference maker? Yeah. I think at times. You think Simon Holmstrom is a difference maker in the NHL? You want to know why? Hear yeah, me out on this. Why. Hear me out on this. I think on on shorthanded opportunities when he scores, that takes a lot of the wind out of the sail of the opposing team. That makes a difference. And when he we're in the offensive zone and he misses a point blank chance, that definitely goes ahead and turns the difference of the game because if he buries those opportunities, we're in a different spot. So he okay. does make he doesn't make a difference, Grumpy, in the game. I can't say that yo, know, he's a great penalty killer. When your team's like 29th in the league in penalty kill. Sorry. No. I'm not saying he's a fantastic penalty killer. Okay. I'm saying when well, he scores a goal on the PK, that helps turn the tides. Let's just put Anders Lee out there. Let's just put him at mid, put him at center ice. <laughs> or put him at the opposing blue line. <laughs> well, I don't think. Yeah, all right. I, I think even from center ice, he could make it in there. But that's it. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, here. Uh, Butch will call, oh my gosh, Bushnevich, is that who that is? Bush? What is this? Bush? I'm not sure who Bush is. Maybe Bushnevich? I, I don't know. We'll cost the first know. in a prospect. Who is that Rick Rome? I'm sorry. I'm not sure who the abbreviation Bush is. Um, oh, I'm sorry. This is way too far. Oh, I'm sorry. I jumped way too far ahead. Co Coach Tommy B, Grumpy. We just did this one. I'm sorry here. Robert Marshall, Grump. Pelican's been playing like crap since last year. True. Absolutely. He struggled. Mike Absolutely. says here, Lee has been unwatchable dog shit all season. And if you replace him with Otto Koivula, you'd still feel it. Yeah, he's been terrible. Yeah. You want to know how many points he has? 15, just like freaking Casper Holmstrom. 15. 
The same. They're the same freaking guy. They both suck. And he has point. 15 points. That's my point. You're almost halfway through the season. They have 15 points. They're on pace for 30 freaking points, and yet we're saying these guys are difference makers. Anders They're Lee, not. he's fantastic, grumpy. That's my point. Anders, he's great. He's got 15 points in 30-something games, just like Holmstrom, baby. They're killing it. They're the future of this team. Anders Lee signed to a long-term deal still. He's making a big difference. He's one of the cornerstones of this team. We couldn't survive without him, just like our boy Simon Holmstrom. Wow. I didn't know Anders Lee only had 15 points, though. He was 15 having points. Well, hold on. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I'm sorry. I was wrong. 16 points. He and Holmstrom same have amount, the same amount as Holmstrom. That's right. They both have 16 points. My bad for all the Holmstrom lovers out there. 16 points. Wow. Huck, Huck Meta says that's a nice picture. Uh, Todd here. The shoe's still on the horse. Now, tonight, we see if they can get off the rail and get out and run with Vancouver at the quarter pole. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, and uh, Rick Roma says here the Devils can't, oh, they can't get a save. Um, they have Hughes, Meyer, and Palat and Hamilton all injured. Okay, I didn't know that. I, I knew Myers was still a little banged up and Palat was. I didn't know Hughes just got hurt. Wow. Um, this could be um, one of those years where the Devils take a big step back. It could be, but, you know, they're 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. Um, you know, so say what you will. The Devils, uh, by the way, it's a one goal game with yeah. six minutes remaining now against the Canucks. Yeah. Now five yeah. to four. Oh, wow. The Penguins did tie it up, but now they're down three to one. Wow. The I'll tell you one thing. The the lightning are going to be limping into the all-star break. My God. They're getting pummeled tonight. Seven to three against the Bruins. Holy yeah. shit. They can they can use the break. That's for certain. Yeah, and kind of reset. I'm more I, if you're a Tampa fan, start to worry because the goaltending hasn't been there. The defense has struggled at best. You're a one-line team, and you're not winning games. Guess what it looks like? Time to restructure, perhaps. If yep. you don't make the postseason this year, it's time to take a good, hard look at how that team is built and think to yourself, is this a team we feel that could still compete for a cup? If Tampa doesn't think they can compete for a cup, we sure shit should not think we can compete for a cup. Move, they need to start moving some guys. I think so, too. Wicker man, Grumpy. The Islanders will get the lowest seed as they don't get better or worse and exit in the first round of the playoffs again. That's fair. That's a I'm fair. Celebrate. We should celebrate that too, Wicker Man, because all the fans will tell you that's not taken. That's not you know. That's not on the treadmill of mediocrity. That should be something to be excited about. That's that's a fair statement, though. I mean, I, I, that's why I think the Islanders are going to be eighth, ninth in the conference. That's where they're going to be, eighth or ninth. You can be Mike. Riley plus offense plus goaltending have absolutely shielded some horrendous team defense. Riley, Riley, <laughs> fuck, move on to the next time. I don't. It's not even worth discussing. Right? Okay, Riley's played a right. Maybe back. hold on. Mike sent that. It's maybe it's Mike Riley. <laughs> his pregame, he <laughs> he's warming up his fingers pregame. Is yeah. that what it is, Grump? Rick Romer says, "What do you think of the Islanders' prospects, Nelson and Finley, in the World Juniors?" Phil's talking up on X and Twitter. <laughs> Oh Stop listening God. to Phil. First of all, if you want to be knowledgeable, don't repeat anything. Phil says he thought we should have traded Noah Dobson a month and a half ago. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's that's the type of mentality you're dealing with. Here's oh. the thing. There are two guys. I'm interested in Finley. Why? Because he was what? a What what round? Was he a second-round draft pick? Second or third. Third-round pick, I think. So I was interested. They, they said he had some wheels. I'm like, and he, you know, he's a goal scorer. Okay. 
I'm interested looking at him. Danny Nelson, you've heard some things about him. I mean, they're how many years away? I Three, thought there were better selections four. in both of those spots. That's fine. And, you know, they're years apart. And they're I mean, still years away. You know, you know, Quinn Finley was drafted two years ago, Danny Nelson last year. But I, I will say this year, like in last year's draft, 2023, I was a much more in favor of like Ludwood Pearson guys. I, I know Grumpy doesn't want to hear the guys I was interested yeah, I in. I don't. I don't. No one cares. No one cares. So, but here's the thing. They're, they're two, three years away, right? At best, I'd say even four. Phil was celebrating the fact that they were out there at the penalty kill to kill off the last 60 years. Okay, what happened to Maggio? What happened to four? Those are the other guys Phil was hyping last year. How about about our boy Isaiah George, too? All these guys that were last last week's or last month's uh, newspaper heading. uh, Hey, William DeFore is fantastic. How about Matthew Maggio? He's great. He's got eight points in 26 games in the end. Calio Dalius. I mean, guess what? No one is close to making the NHL. Not even all of these guys are bottom tier prospects. There's a reason why every single prospect rating system has us dead last or bottom three. It's because we do not have top tier talented prospects. Patrick Vesna Grump. Hey guys, would be nice to take two points tonight against Vegas. Let's go Islanders. Let's go Islanders. That's a new picture for Patrick. He's looking good. Mike says. Are we hyping up Bolduke and shitting on me, Mike Riley? Left my ass off. And once again, Mike Riley says, backwards, upside down world. That's, That's right. It. When Mike Riley has a job in the NHL, the world is fucking upside down. John Smith says the fourth line is toast. I have no idea why Lane is running them night after night. Good well, question. I think, I think, but they're not running every night. Matt Martin is in and out of the lineup. He's been out most of the time. What's the difference? I don't think much of them. I wish Hudson Fashing was in the lineup every night, but uh, I guess we'll see. Mike, Robbie. Oh, here we go. Give Balduk some skating lessons and then use them two years from now. Why? Because that's when your contract will be up to the Islanders, Mike? <laughs> no, Mike only got a one-year deal worked out. Yeah, um, here you go, Grumpy. Uh, Mike also Grumpy, says, Grumpy. How can you watch Mike Riley and say he's not playing play well? Because I watch him in the defensive zone. That's why I watch him in the defensive zone. He thinks he's freaking Bobby Orr on offense. He's not. And then you see him on defense, always getting these like his, oh, what do I, what, where, what do I do? Where do I go? Oh, just throw myself on the ice. That's what he does. Phil says, Grumpy old man, does Phil's facts still want to trade Dobson? Uh, no, I don't think he does now. But that was still – Phil was still chirping that in October. In October of this year, the, the end of October. Yeah, well, I, I, I assume he's not on that. But, yes, at the end of October he was saying, yes, is it too late to trade? Let him go. Let let Noah Dobson have five bad games. He'll bring that shit back watch. up again. He'll be right back to trading him. He thinks, still thinks you should trade Sorokin. Overrated. <sighs> Philly's flip-flop. Uh, Coach Tommy B says here, Bolduc's physicality and positioning ha- is so much improved. Yep, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's really improved. That's what happens when you give a young guy opportunity. Oh John gosh. Smith says, Blosner had an article that Riley and Nelson are BFFs for many years ugh, throughout Through the, the beauty league. In the cul-de-sac crew. No, there you go. There you go. Oh, God. So Mike Riley will be extended. 
you got to be friends with somebody. That's how you get a job for the New York Islanders. It doesn't matter if you can play or not. Oh, God. If Mike oh, Riley God. was a winger, I wouldn't really have a problem with him. <laughs> Rick Roman. I mean, he Rick plays Roman like he's favorite. a freaking winger now. Rick Roman has Roman. a very important question, Robbie. Lou picks up a superstar D-man, Mike Riley on waivers. Another gem of a move. Is Lou the greatest GM in sports history? He's not even the greatest GM in his house. He is the oldest GM in sports history. There's never been a GM, at least in NHL history. There's never been a GM older than Lou Lamarillo in the history of the NHL. The history of the sport, the history, the century-old history of hockey. There's never been a GM older than Lou Lamarillo. I think you missed that I said he is not even the best GM in his house. I didn't I didn't care for it. Those Fredo. I was trying to intimate that Fredo. Oh, I was thinking you're talking about his wife. I didn't I, see I wasn't connecting Fredo still living at his parents' house at the age of like 40 years old, but he's close to 50. If Fredo's the old still, man's yeah. if the old man's 81, 82, he's probably 50, right? Oh shit. Well, don't worry. Once Lou steps down. Three years. I don't know what I don't know what Hunter's going to do for a job when the dad gets fired from the Islanders. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. What Chris Lamarillo is going to do. Oh, whatever. Hunter. Fredo. Oh, Hunter. Uh, Mike says here. Grumpy watches a team uh, that shoots a puck seventeen times a game. Uh, they get Mike Riley, who shoots every fucking puck he gets, and Grumpy hates him, laughing my ass off. He don't play fucking defense. He's a fucking defenseman. That's the problem I have with it. He's a defenseman. Mike, I'm not concerned about him shooting the puck as much. I'm concerned with us limiting shots coming at our goal. <laughs> because here's the thing. We were average, and we still are around average for shots that we put on net. But we are the second worst team in the NHL in shots conceded in a night. And we're, we're with teams like San Jose, Chicago, Columbus, one of no, the no. worst teams. Only in the San Jose is worse than us. Don't even add teams that are better than us. You don't need to go there. The Saskatoon Mooses. The Saskatoon Blades. The Blades, us. Grumpy. The Saskatoon Blades. Yeah, whatever. I'm just going to say, again, if Mike Riley was a winger, I wouldn't have a problem with them. The fact is, he's supposed to be a defenseman, which means you should at least pretend to play some defense. Watch him tonight. He's going to be hemorrhaging chances from wherever he is. Hemorrhaging chances, Gumpy says. Oh, boy, Mike. here we go. Mike says, back to putting Bertuzzo out there with a broken – at least at least he knew he was a defenseman. I'll give him that. And Bolduc so we can watch underwater hockey. God. Brandon Gaines. Brandon Gaines. Hopefully he's you good. Well. They're third in the division and missing – Pelican poop. I don't give a shit who they're missing. Guess what? Every the Devils are missing four players who are better than than anybody on our team. They're, they're missing, missing Dougie Hamilton, who's better than both Pelican Pulak. They're missing Hughes. They're missing Palat, and they're missing Timo Meyer. Yeah. They're missing a lot. And they have no Pulak. goaltenders. <laughs> How the frick are we dismissing what that pairing consistently brings to the table? First of all, they're not even a pairing anymore. And guess what? They haven't been good in three years. Now I will say this: people are people are speculating that we're going to see Pelican Pulak reunited, and it's going to be Romov oh, is going to be anchored to Dobson for the rest of the career. I'm like, yikes! Jesus Christ! Yikes. I mean, well, that's going to stop Dobson from making money because he's going to have to play two defensive positions one time because Scatterbrain is going to be doing who the hell knows what. You know, he he. It's like. He just skates. You see, like if you ever see like a practice, and they're and he's just one of those guys who skates and he just runs into the wall. <laughs> just he's just not yeah. not all that guy. 
Oh, man. I will say, though, third in the division, okay, we're around third. Depending on what happens tonight, we could be fourth in the division. We're a team that's around average. I wouldn't say sitting sixth in the conference or seventh in the conference is like, man, we're killing it. If you got six teams in the other conference that are ahead of us, you're sitting at like 12 to 13. Are we saying a team that's 12 or 13 out of 32 teams is really good? I'm just like kind of where we belong, kind of where we are in the middle of the road. Uh, Polymetal CX30, Grump. Since 99% will trade away the first round pick of the deadline, who would you actually like to see us get? Or like what position do you see Lou going for? To be honest, I feel defensive help is need the most. They need a first line left wing. They need a first line left wing. The defensive issues we have, uh, they are not going to correct themselves. That's a co- I think that's a coaching thing. We're so busy trying to <coughs> score goals and get a goal lead and they just hang on that I don't think that's going to change. I'm looking. They've got Elias in home for Cal- all a whole bunch of these Calgary guys and Montreal guys. Uh, Noah Hannafin. Oh, I could see us saying we need Noah Hannafin. Uh, uh, you know, I could see us going after Elias Lindholm on an expiring deal. I could see us going after a guy like Anthony Duclair on an expiring Ugh. deal. Anthony Duclair blows. Adam Henrique has Islanders written all over it, ladies and gentlemen. That name, Adam Henrique, absolutely has us written all over it. No. No. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I would say that. JP Grump. Numbers, schmumbers. You said he can't move his feet. That observation is why Canadian sports book commercials say Americans don't know shit about hockey. Why would you use their sports books? What? It was an ex did a sh- shitty job starring because there was another comment, I believe, that was actually referring to that one. That's fine. Uh, Coach Tommy B. So when does Parise plan on coming back? After Valentine's Day when his wife takes the leash off? Oh, Who gosh. cares? Who cares? I don't want him here. That's all I know. Who's they got a shitload of Zach Parise's? The whole team is a Zach Parise. The whole team. Nine of our wingers are Zach Parise. Nine of them. Rick Rome Grump. I wonder if the um Fredo. Future I wonder Islanders. if Chris, future Islanders general manager. Landon. I'll read it my way. You want me to read it? I'm gonna read it my way. I wonder if it was Fredo, future Islanders GM Lamarillo's idea to pick up. Bobby Orr Jr. waivers. No, it looks like they just went to uh, Nelson's house and they found Mike Riley scuffling around the back asking if there were any uh, bottles he could bring to the supermarket uh, to get the deposits back. That's what he was doing. It's like, oh, you need a job? So there you go. Not boring, says here. You can't have an entire teams of 20-year-olds, Grumpy. Um, both of these, you guys, can't have an entire team of 40 year olds either. 30s, uh, not boring. Also says here, both of those guys are core pieces. Um, they've taken the next step this season. You can't predict it. I'm not sure it was so about. long ago. I'm not sure what that was referring to, but I, I trust you. Not boring. Uh, coach Tommy B says here, grumpy old man. Will Sun X let you leave at 10 p.m.? Let me tell you some Sun X has already done the cutoff. I'm certain of that. I told his ass, I said, X, keep starring a few comments. We're still not in hey, yet. He's not going to trust you because he knows the way you operate. Brandon Gaines says you had Ajo, Bolduc, and Bartuzo in your NHL decor for nearly a month. What did fans expect the defense to be giving up regarding shots against? That's three depth D-men. Only so much Dobson and Romanoff can do. Go ahead. We were giving up 35-plus shots a night before Pelican Dobson went out. We were the second. We allowed the second most shots 
a game a night before Pelik and Pulak were injured as well. This has been consistent. And let me ask you this. When teams like, when you, you talk about injuries, when the Rangers are missing Fox, when they're missing, they're still missing Heedle, they're missing other players, were they giving up 35-plus shots? And like the Minnesota Wild, they're missing Johannes Brodeen. They're missing guys like Jared Spurgeon. They're missing multiple defensemen. They're not giving up 35-plus shots a night. Nope. Only the Islanders, and the Islanders are giving up those 35-plus shots a night before Pelican Pulak were out in. And just to let you know, our uh, team has had a better record with Ajo, Bulldog, and Bortuzzo than they had with Pelican Pulak. That's correct as well. But it doesn't mean we're a better team with Pelican Pulak out. We talked about that last show. Pony Bar Curtis, Grumpy. Boys, I'm in the hospital fighting an infection right now. My hand is almost put me out. My hand's almost put me I feel like one generic gang bottom geriatric. I feel like one of the geriatric gang bottom sixers. Put over Curtis. I hope you start feeling better, my friend. Get over that infection. Never fun. Get out of the hospital. Start feeling better, my friend. We've got a lot of rounders to watch there. Ivan D, Grumpy. Hey, TJ, does Grumpy ever laugh? Tell a joke, man. Make him laugh. Do it for the audience. TJ can't tell a joke. Grumpy's a pain in the ass. And right now I can TJ tell you sorry to get that. He's tell a joke. The ass pain and ass syndrome for me right now. You know when if you want to uh watch me laugh, watch the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show with Sun X because Sun X makes fun of TJ. And every podcast I usually laugh at something X says because he's entertaining. <sighs> he's funny. Ah, uh, Grumpy. Put him a Curtis Grump. Boys, Grump, you know that I agree with you with most things, but Grumpy, you got to admit, and your takes on Holmstrom are not looking that great this year. Boys, multiple things to be true at once. I stand by everything I've said about Holmstrom. He's a cherry picker. We wouldn't even, you wouldn't even be talking about him or thinking about him if he didn't have five shorthand goals. Just wouldn't. That's true. That's it. And he only has those five shorthand goals. Because he's cherry picking. Even when, even when it's even strength, he's always he's always at the top. He's not he's not back helping out defensively. He's always right at the blue line. That's how we got that goal the other night. I wish Colorado. I wish fans were as critical of Simon Holmstrom as they were about Oliver Wallstrom. Yeah, I just wish they kept the same energy from player to player. Or Noah Dobson. Like Romanov gets a freaking pass because he's young, but not Noah Dobson. Well, you realize Noah Dobson's a day younger than Romanov is. Just saying. <laughs> um, there's no comparison between those two players. Rick just like Rome. there's really no comparison between Wallstrom and Holmstrom. Rick Romanov says Wallstrom is worth nothing. Islanders killed his value. That's for certain. That's not yep. the first time they've done that. Um, am I coming through, Grumpy, on your screen? Yes. Holmstrom okay. has been better than expected. A little Bill Carroll in him, I think. I, what did you expect? You had to expect less than nothing. He's a third line guy. He's a bottom six guy. Who cares? He's who cares? Rick Roma also grumpy. Uh, Vitrano has had a nice year and he hits two. I like him. Frank Vitrano has been really good for, I think, is he with Vancouver now? Uh, he has been good. He has been good. Oh, TJ's gone. Well, that's okay. Without TJ, I'll just soldier on. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mike says Lee's a good team player. He'd be willing to play in fashing spot if they got someone. Um, uh, Anders Lee's finished. Let's be honest, right? 16 points for $7 million. It doesn't get you what it should be. 
Uh, Rob Marshall says Lee should be back on the third line. That's fair. Who's going to be on your first line? Rick Roma says, I didn't say Arizona would make the playoffs. I said they weren't a bad team. You called them a bad team to discredit the Islanders. Well, I called them a bad team because they're a bad team. They're not a good team. I don't care what their record says. I watch the game, and I see a bad team. Gungun says, if the Islanders win tonight, what should it mean? If the Islanders get a Sorokin point tonight, what should it mean? Uh, I think the Islanders do win tonight because Vegas is struggling, and they have always played Vegas tough, always. So I'm giving the Islanders a W tonight. Uh, Tim J says, we, want, we won't make the playoffs with a minus goal differential. 100% agree with that. Gungun says, Grumpy, if the Penguins are so much better than the Islanders, why are they still buying the Islanders in the stand standings? To quote William Parcells, uh, you are what your record says you are. You know what else it says? You got to wait till the end of the year. Pittsburgh's turned it around, and you're going to – Pittsburgh's good. Pittsburgh's good. Hey, I was on Pittsburgh in the preseason. I'm going to stay on them until they buck me off. Gungun says, have I flipped my wing, my wig, or has Romanov's play of late not – stunk quite as bad at as the Penn Station men's room at 2 a.m. on Saturday morning. Um, Romanov is okay if he just remembers to play his position. He's just scatterbrained to me. He's positionally unsound. He takes unnecessary risks. Dobson's been bailing him out all year. Maybe that's why he's looking better, because Dobson's there helping him out. Dobson's been superior this year. Brandon again says, sure, and my argument, if he'd have even more five-on-five -five goals, if he cashed in at the same rate as last year. I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, Tommy Baffy says, Nelson scores no matter who plays with him. One of the most underrated players in the NHL talking about Brock Nelson. Uh, and he has, I mean, the rest of his line has not been good, but Nelson's still putting up points. He's also had quite a few power play points, which helps, but still. Um, and he's also on pace to score the same amount of goals as last year and the season before that. Well, we'll see. It's a long season. He's not going to get as many opportunities as he has in the past with Horvat and Barzell doing as well. Craig Kiger says, genuine question. We know the first round pick and Wally are gone. If we threw in Nelson, could we pick up a solid winger for the first line? Uh, I think you, if you want to trade Nelson, it makes no sense for them to trade Nelson if they're going to try to, uh, if it's a win now situation, you don't trade him. I'm all for moving Nelson if you're going to do a transition away from this particular uh, iteration of the Islanders. I don't think you're going to see that. Um, Nelson would get you a lot more than just a, uh, you know, a solid winger with a first round pick in Wallstrom. Absolutely. Joseph C says the lightning got away with being over the cap for seemingly all those three years, and they made the cup. Don't feel bad in the slightest. Yeah, I don't feel bad for them either. Uh, Hunter says, is it really a good or bad thing that Varley isn't on IR yet? Um, I don't know if that's because – I don't know. I'm wondering if they're they're thinking it's less serious than it is, but – if to take a closer look if there's something more serious than what they're expecting. I don't think when is the all-star break? Um I don't know. Okay. Because if it's just like a week away and they the games are spaced out enough, maybe they don't have to, or they can retroactively put them on the IR. If they don't need a goalie, they're not going to do it until then. 
I don't it think starts, it'll be uh, I think February the 3rd is the all-star. Okay. Game. So you're talking about, oh, it's a month away. Um, no, it's, is that a month away? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. It's, well, I don't know. They just haven't done it yet. Who knows why? Um, Rick Romer says, I'm also a Bush Nevich fan. He's pretty good. Gungun says, do you think the Islanders management was happy with, with Goring's tweet that uh, incorporated scat talk? Talking about the shitting on uh, on uh, on uh, on uh, your boy Bichonette. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. And honestly, I don't care. The um, fuck? Here's the thing. If, if he's not tweeting anymore, then they said something to it and he won't do it again. That's what it'll that's what it'll be. There won't be any repercussions for him at all. They'll just say, don't do it. He'll say, okay. Freedom Fund says, hello, hello, hello. If the Islanders made a commitment to Wallstrom to get him go, uh, going, uh, like they have many other players, they would have been above average scoring winger with physicality and size. Absolutely. They just yep. didn't want to. They don't like him. When they don't like him, that's what happened. When they don't like you, that's what they do. Goon Goon says, am I crazy? Or was the Smith-Bedard hit totally clean? Was it Mr. Smith supposed to do? Ask Mr. Bedard to please stop skating so fast and please gently hand me the puck. Well, that's what the NHL would have you believe. I think it was a clean hit. And you know what? Keep your head up, kid. That's what you got to do. Brandon, Gr Brandon Gaines says, with Engvall playing with Nelson and Palmieri, their net shots for percentage. I don't give a shit. With <laughs> Engvall on that line, their percentage is who gives a shit. Nelson and Palmieri have to start cashing in five on five. You know why they're not? Because they're not that good. They're just not that good. Palmieri, he's been here two years. He's had 33 points both years. This year he'll probably have, what, 40? Who cares? They're third. He's a third liner at this stage of his career. He just is. Engvall's always been a th third liner. Brock Nelson is more than that. I, 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 don't, even, I don't even care about the stats because I watch the games. I can tell. The only line that really does anything in the offensive zone is Barzell. Barzell and Horvat. I'm not even counting Anders Lee because he don't do shit. It's those two guys. And it's actually, it's Barzell. And Horvat's smart enough to get to spots where Barzell can feed him the puck. That's the difference. Anders Lee, you don't even you don't even recognize him out there in the ice. The third line is non-existent in the offensive zone. Second line, every once in a while, when we do the sky pass to bang at a defenseman's feet, we'll try to have Engvall or Palmieri pick up a puck that gets caught in their feet and go in on break. That's offense. I want to watch. Let's see if we watch that today. Something to look forward to today. Do we do the sky pass into the defenseman's feet and have a guy chasing down the wing to try to pick up a loose puck? Let's see how many times they do. Text that. your answer in below to 8778 Hope NY. No, I'm just kidding. There you go. <laughs> and the last comment is from Rick Roma. Jack Hughes hurt too. At least we can enjoy the skills of Boone Jenner and Tom Wilson at the All Star game this year. Are they? Did they really make the All Star team? I think so. Holy shit! Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we're here at the end. Uh, the game is just about getting ready to start. I hope everyone enjoys the game today. We're expecting Nylander's victory. TJ, do you have anything to say? Who the hell are you trying to wrap things? No up? problem. No. Hey, from TJ and the grumpy old man, love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't. From TJ and the grumpy old man. Make sure to check out the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show tomorrow night with the Magnificent Sun X. A lot of fun. We're going to be talking about NFL. We're going to be talking about world soccer. I guarantee we're talking about that tomorrow. We're going to be talking about, hey, maybe we'll summarize the Islanders game tonight. 
Who knows? We cover a little bit of everything. Uh, Bill Belichick's last game in the NFL. Watch it while you can tomorrow. If you're a Jets fan, uh, good night, everybody. Tony, the werewolf cheese says, is it done? It's done. Yes, it's done. It's done. Um, Make sure to check out tomorrow, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're going to be signing off here today. Thank you, Grumpy. Had a little technical issues there at the end. Thanks for saving the bacon, Grumpy. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you always for the comments, the support, uh, the the questions, the ideas, the input. We always enjoy and love it. Um, we'll be going live here, Islanders Talk, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, tomorrow will be 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. and That's going to be Sunday for the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. Thank you so much, Grumpy, for being a part of the show as always. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in.